0: Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about that one player that wants everybody to do what he wants. I don't know what you wanted to call it.
1: Yeah, we'll probably work on that title. The controlling player, the director. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Usually this doesn't happen too often in role-playing games. But, that, that's not true. But, it, it, well, Okay. It's prone to happen in role-playing games, but in my experience, it hasn't happened too much. Because I think we're all egomaniacs in my group. Everybody wants their turn in the
0: spotlight and doesn't want anyone to tell them what to do. So I found this topic on, I guess it it must have been Reddit. This guy says, what do you call the PC who insists on playing the other player's characters? Pain in the butt?
1: (laughs) Butthead? He says,
0: player B. Why don't you come over here and make an investigation check? Player C, can you detect magic? <laughs> Why don't you use one of those, uh, what does he call it, hero points for this?
1: Yeah, okay. So this kind of reminds me of board games, right? And I, you know, I don't like to use board games in the RPG podcast but as an example, but here it is. So there's this type of game board games called cooperative board games. And if anything, it's very similar to an RPG. Uh, RPGs are usually cooperative. You're in a group. Unless it's a PvP, which means person versus person, or player versus player game, most of the time you're supposed to work together to solve problems, whether that's go on a quest, save the princess, kill the dragon, defeat the evil wizard, whatever it is. So it's a cooperative thing. In board games... Especially cooperative board games where you're all trying to beat the game, whatever that means. A prime example for me is Pandemic because everybody plays a role and you're good at something, right? If you're the, the firefighter, you're the the poison specialist. I, 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 I
0: dislike that game because I've never been in a game where we
1: actually won. I've been in one game where we won and it had that player, right? <laughs> because that person had played the game a lot of times and he understood, it was a guy, who understood the roles of what every role, what the special powers of every role every person was playing. So at one point, he go, he said, you do this, then you're gonna do this, then you're gonna do this, then you're gonna do this, and then we're gonna be able to beat it, right? And sure enough, it worked. And But I was like, I don't think I actually played that game. <laughs>
0: I was just a pawn. It was. It
1: was like it was, and it wasn't like one turn. It was like, well, we could beat this game in a few turns if we all do this. And then, and he every turn he would tell us what to do. And then at the end of the game, I'm like, and he goes, "Yeah, we won." And I'm like, and I didn't get, the, I didn't get it. Why I, I didn't feel, I felt like I needed a shower. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't feel right about it. How's that? Not like I need a shower, but it felt like. I wasn't participating, right? And indeed, I wasn't because he basically had taken over every person's role, and we did exactly what he said. This is years ago, too. This is years ago.
0: Yeah, because I don't think you played that game for quite a while. Yeah. Back the back other, back. the other cooperative game that that I that I know is Forbidden Desert, or and is it Forbidden Desert?
1: There's Forbidden Desert and Forbidden Island. Well, whichever we have Forbidden Desert,
0: the one that we have, it's really hard to win. Yes, and even when we play that game with, uh, with like, Steve and Kathy, our, which we, is who we usually play games right. with, Steve does, has never told me what to do in that game.
1: Because it it doesn't matter. You're just going to die in the sun. Okay. so Maybe because he hasn't figured it out yet. Because
0: every once in a while, he does that kind of thing to his wife, and, and it drives her nuts. He'll say, well, you should do this. And she's like, leave me alone. I'm going to play my own game, which is what you should say when somebody does that. Right?
1: Yeah. Okay, so so this is this is my take on that, right? In both role playing games and in board games when that happens, it's because the player that is doing the directing, which is basically telling people what to do, so that's why I'm calling it directing, they are probably have a lot of experience in the game, played it a few times, quite a few times maybe. And unlike me, at least in a board game, they're actually paying attention to what the situation of the other <laughs> players are like no matter what. And I understand when you play a board game, not even a cooperative games that you should pay attention to what the enemy is doing, which is the other players. Like, for example, I will probably pay more attention to my other players actions in a game of, of uh, game of Thrones, the board game than Azul. Right. Cause the other players are basically attacking you or can attack you, and no matter what the alliance is, when you see their troops mounting on your border and not your supposedly uh, mutual enemies' border, you're gonna say, hmm, mm. "Why is that happening?" I can tell you why. He's gonna stab you in the back. Okay, so I can understand. I that's when I but like when we're playing Azul, I could care less what you're fucking doing over there on your side of the table, but people like steve they're looking at like their next move and their next move and well if he takes this then i'm stuck with this let me tell you and i guess that's why my my win rate is not as high as his or possibly jolene i don't know if jolene does do you do that look at other players and see what they can do to thwart what you might be able to do
0: i do not do the chess thing where you are thinking four moves ahead how about the next son I will look and go what I want, but I, I figure it's going to be a while before it gets back to me, so who knows what's? going to That's exactly
1: be. how I look at it. So in role-playing games, if you have somebody who is...
0: But I will do what... I will look at it and say, if that other person needs it, I might take it. Because <laughs> it's a strategy game. To thwart them. Yeah.
1: That's evil. But I understand. I don't usually do that only because unless it's, unless it's going to benefit me no matter what. If if it's just to screw the other player out oh, of no. points, I still might do it I can if I realize use it. If I use it. it, if I realize it, I might do it, because any points you take away from like the best player is points you gain. I really believe in that. So, but I hardly get I get to that point because I really don't pay attention to what other players are doing or what's happening on their tableau, their side of the table, whatever you want to call it.
0: So when you take that into role-playing games, before you talk about board games for a half hour.
1: I was just going to mention, in board games, it's called quarterbacking. Oh. I don't know if I want to use that term in role-playing games. But th- directing seems better.
0: Just in case you don't know, that's American football, the person who runs the run, <laughs> runs the team.
1: Oh, he runs the team? Doesn't he? I don't know.
0: He throws the ball. He tells people where they go. He's the one that calls the plays. He calls
1: the play, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. They're in charge. Maybe. I don't know. I don't watch American football. I actually don't like it very much. The World World Rugby Cup is happening now, and it's it's more fascinating for me. More exciting. Be that as it may. When you have a person like this who is directing people what to do, and that's... I'm not going to say that's fine. I understand what that person is doing, right? If they're trying to help their other fellow players, if the other player don't have as much experience
0: there's I, I think it comes down to two things Oh, either that person does it all the time no matter the experience of the players because or they really are trying to help people both can be annoying right
1: both for the same it doesn't it doesn't matter right it doesn't matter why they're doing it it's, uh, it matters that they do it no matter what their reasoning is especially if they do it all the time
0: and this is a little bit different than say you're you're playing in a Shadowrun game, and okay. everybody has a. Everybody's saying, "Well, how are we going to breach this building without getting caught and killed, right? And get whatever we have to, and get out." You are talking about the and planning stage. That's a, yeah. set, a strategy session. Well, that happens in other in D and D. Same thing. A lot of times, if we have a, if we're if we're waiting, and and this is all up to the GM is not paying attention or doesn't say, "Okay, it's time to go now." We will have a strategy session between each other. <laughs> Out of game, right?
1: Well, in game too. I mean, your characters are talking to each other, to yeah. us to figure it, trying to figure stuff out.
0: So that happens. There's that. There's where people are, are going well, and then sometimes, like you know, what I don't know what, what what we were playing. I think it was Root when, and this could have just been laziness on our part. Well, who has the better who has the better skill? To do this. What's your, your number? Okay, I'll help you do the role, right? Yes. Which gives the person a, a, a boost. But that could be just lazy playing and out of role playing and... metagame. You're tired at 9 o'clock at night on a Friday when you're playing, right?
1: A little bit of metagaming there. Yeah, you're right. And, and it, it kind of does irk me a little bit when we do that. We do that because of... Uh, expediency I think so and that's it, man that was exact where i was gonna use
0: well and sometimes like for that game we wanted to do the the rolling e- expediently but we did the role playing
1: i think we did a lot of role playing in that root game
0: it, not expedient we we did it in a in a more normal fashion where yeah when you got to the role you were just okay wh- yes wh- who's the best one to do this because
1: right, right. and i think i, I think at, at at some point we were not referring to ourselves as the number but like oh i'm really now i forget the 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 attributes and root but like i'm really charismatic so i think i have 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 no uh, charisma (laughs) well yeah i mean (laughs) don't make me roll that again (laughs) but you're right i think uh that does happen for expediency the whole idea of metagaming yeah and indeed the director the person who's telling other people what to do is kind of is many right he's like maybe how does this person know what other person's abilities are is it at the beginning of the adventure is it the beginning of the campaign do these people know each other in this group uh, i mean i i don't know there's all kinds of situations where a character would not know that another character has magic missile or lightning bolt or even the ability to do throw that spell now they might know oh you're a mage but they may not know the li- the list the, of spells yeah. that they can cast
0: well the the most of the games that i've been in where i found that annoying was when we were playing an organized play where you're sitting at a table and it's supposed to be a, a well rounded table everybody has a, a task or somebody you're like the tank or you're a round the,
1: table Sorry, bad joke. A well-rounded table, yes. You're right. They make you, not make you, it's almost like you have to have, one person has to play the ranged fighter. One has to be the the, the shield. What do they, No, they don't call them shield. Tank. Exactly. The arcane spell thrower. the cleric. I mean, the healer. I mean, sometimes they don't even refer to them by class, just healer.
0: But that's because of the kind of game, because... You need each of those skills, right, in that game to to progress to the next level,
1: right? To be successful. Because, because the it's mission.
0: a because it's a it's an organized place, so so you don't necessarily know the people you're playing with. It's not like a campaign at your house where where it doesn't matter if you have a healer or not. You can patch the person up and run them to wherever you need to take them, right? Right. Or you you bought healing potions, that kind of thing. So so that's different. That's but but I found it very interesting because. People at the table will go, well, you need to do that role because you have a better blah, blah, blah. Your oh, skill yeah, is better yeah. in that than...
1: You have a high charisma. You should talk to this person. Okay, thanks.
0: <laughs> so that, but that's different. That's a different kind of play. But that's where I noticed the, these directors or the person, someone at the table going, oh, no, he shouldn't do that. She should do that because she has the higher...
1: Yeah, I, I I gotta admit that the, that's where most of that stuff happens is in that in that type of gameplay.
0: And a lot of, a lot of times when you're playing, if if you're sitting at a table with people that want everybody to have a, a chance to do stuff, uh, that has a lot to do with the idea of having a well-rounded table, right? Everybody gets a chance to do something, so they're in the spotlight. Yeah. And that's a good thing, and it's a bad thing if someone's saying, Well, okay, you can't try that because he has the better skill, right? Yeah, he needs to do that.
1: Yes, I think when I played uh organized play with my son when he was little and I was on vacation, we would go play vote playing games at, at uh, Game Castle, our, our local hobby shop, and other places. And organized play. And at the time, it was Pathfinder. I don't think we ever played AD&D or, I mean, AD&D. Uh, fifth Edition. It was mainly when it was Pathfinder. And I think I did run across that, right? This idea that that the, your fellow players knew what you were and knew your abilities and would tell you, oh, you should do this. I'm like, no, I don't feel like doing that.
0: And that's where the problem comes in. Most people don't like to be told what to do. And... If there's and so, it's up to the GM one to tell the person who's who's telling it. There's different things you can try, right? You can say, okay, if you're going to, you don't. Y- are you? Saul's Saul's big thing is, are you there, or you're not there? Don't tell them what to do, right?
1: Or you can't say that, right? Not, uh, are Are you saying that in character? I always get. Oh yeah, and I think that's keep them honest, right? Right. As far as uh, the the game what is it uh are we metagaming now the the, the suspension of disbelief right yeah. if if we're playing dungeons and dragons okay there's dragons right it's hard to not be fantastical right at the same time let's say you split the party you don't it's not supposed to supposedly but you do people do all the time and they're like oh uh why don't you and, and they're not even there right? right let's say two guys are off doing something exploring a certain room by themselves and another player goes, oh, you have shield. You should put shield on before before you uh, go into that room. And, I, and I'll and i say, you know what? You need to be quiet because you're not there. Right. And that usually shuts them up. Because I say it like that. I yeah. go, you're not there. You can't say anything. Be quiet. I go, And then I go to the person whose action it actually is. And I say, what are you going to do? And if they say that, you know, what that person said that we're going to do or told them to do, that's fine. But I quickly staunch that out when... Other people who are not, the characters are not there to help them out. Now, the real reason I will step in is because nobody at my table, at my table, is a brand new player. They all know the characters. They all know what the characters can do, except for maybe Kathy, in any game that we play. I can see people trying to help her out, but sometimes they're trying to help her out too much. By actually telling her what to do, right? (laughs) Instead of letting her make choices. A lot of times she just wants to know something like, oh, what die roll is it if I... Which die do I need to use? Yeah, what die... That's what I meant. What die type do I need to roll for damage with my sword? And And she'll get a five-minute explanation. Why she shouldn't use her sword, (laughs) right? I go, you know what? You're not there. She's using the sword. That's fine. But her trident does more damage. And in this, she has range and blah, 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 blah. Okay, be quiet. You're not there, or it's not your turn. <laughs> Be quiet. And usually that'll shut people up, and then th- they won't do that anymore. And, and then she'll say to, her, to, her, to the people, I just don't want to know what da- how much damage this thing does. I don't need, to, I don't need any, any, any more help. And people get frustrated on both sides, right? She's frustrated with all this extra information that she doesn't want or opinions, and, and they're not answering the question that she's asking. And the other side is getting frustrated because she's not doing the optimal thing. But those things are squashed by her and me because she can tell her sons and my son, and Jolene never tells her this, but her her husband, to shut up, leave me alone. I just want to know what that type. So a lot of times I'll say, well, if you have any questions, direct them to me or to your son on the left. Yes. Right. Whoever that is. Usually Alan. I like to. Alan's very good at answering the question that she ask and not giving a plethora of excess information that you don't ask. The other two in her in her life, other men in her life, like to explain everything. Why this is an eight die. But it could be better if you were you to use this and why and how this could happen. Uh, what is it? How it could affect 10 turns from now. And, and she just wanted they- to know if she was supposed to roll the D4 or the D8. Right. That's all. Right. So I understand that this happens quite a bit sometimes, this little helping thing. But when people are really doing it a lot, it can be really frustrating for the player. And so, those- so
0: there's two different things, right? We all know each other. We have been friends and together for, what, 23, 25, 20 whatever years right? as friends. And so we can say amongst ourselves, no, she wants to learn. She wants all she wants to know is what dice she's supposed to roll, which is what I say to them. Don't tell her twenty other things. To which they, uh, uh, yeah. uh because <laughs> they really want to tell you, right? Yes, the stammer. Or she'll get frustrated and go, "Stop talking to me.
1: <laughs> it's and, my turn." And that's with your family, right, and right. friends. So I mean, that's
0: so. So you feel comfortable, right. right? But if you're playing a game with people you don't know and right. someone is telling you what to do, you're going to be like, if you're like me, you're going to be going. I didn't ask you for any information.
1: I asked for help.
0: If I need help, I'll ask.
1: So what do you do in those situations? When somebody is really trying to almost basically take over your character and everybody else at the table, a lot of times other people will say, well, I don't, they might say, "I, it's okay. I, I don't need help. Yeah. A lot of people will say that. Yeah. It's okay. I don't need help on this. I, I can play my character. I don't think... Uh,
0: But a lot of new players players don't know they're still learning, right? Right. And and so they see this as helpful.
1: They might see this as helpful. Until it becomes annoying. Until it becomes annoying. And then I think that's when there's two things. Either the the player is new to the game, then the GM should step in and say, you know what? When it's their turn, they get to talk first. Don't immediately tell them what to do. And especially if they're not there. You're not there to tell them that they are in a room by themselves. They need to tell me what they're going to do or how they're going to react to whatever situation I present as a GM. That should work as quieting down the person who's the director or trying to direct everybody. And I think that works uh, as a player. If you're an experienced player or a player that knows what they're doing and somebody keeps telling you stuff, do the exact opposite of what they say. Because then they're going to get really frustrated with you because you're like, you're not listening to me. They may not say that, but in their brain, they're definitely saying that. And they realize every time I say something, go left, you're going right. Okay, I'm gonna be quiet because it's not working. It may really frustrate them too. That's kind of funny. So, those those are tricks that you can use. But I think I think the best thing to do, and 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 this is probably the hardest thing to say. You know what? As a GM or as a player, you can both do this and say, depending on who you are, say, you know what? Let me play my character. I know I'm going to make mistakes, and that's part of the game—making me making mistakes and me learning from those mistakes. And not always am I going to do the right thing or the most optimal thing. As an as a GM, you say, "Well, let them make mistakes; they're going to learn to play, and that's the fun part." See, because I think that's what that's what is the worst thing about somebody directing other people playing is that you're not allowing them to have fun. Like the like when I was playing Pandemic, you know the guy was really happy that we won and i'm like yeah you did <laughs> right i and had was, no part in that and it was and it was cool because like like you said we had played pandemic like three or four times we just the world burned in the blaze of the plague right <laughs> don't let Jolene, and uh, Stephen, kathy try to save the world <laughs> Yeah, I think it, was, it was at Chris and Lisa's houses when we won. And I don't oh. remember who was the director, but I understand. I understand that in the sense that he wants to win. He wanted to win, and he did. But I, I felt like I wasn't even like taking part of it, right? Because he had already designed. He already figured out what, and he had never had people to to do it
0: right the way he wanted it. So this time he did. I guess I wasn't playing that. I don't play pandemic because. I've never won pandemic, no matter what version. Even Paul brought the dice version. Oh,
1: that one actually was fun.
0: And I tried to play it, and I I think I died right away.
1: I don't think I don't remember. I, well, I thought or, you liked that one though.
0: No, well, it's the the most fun one that yeah. I've died in.
1: <laughs> I think the one we were talking about was Roll for the Galaxy. There's there's a. Uh, uh, a card game called something for the galaxy no it we was it the was Pandemic game. I know we did play the Pandemic yeah. game but the one you liked was Roll for the Galaxy probably yeah. yeah.
0: I like anything with dice
1: <laughs> dice is nice yes I think when you really should start dealing with this is right away as a, as a GM or as a player because once people get used to to co- 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 directing it's hard for them to stop
0: and sometimes friends it'll happen with, with friends right you've been if you're, if someone knows the game better than you and they tell you what they think you should do, then you'll go, okay. But then, and sometimes that stays around, right? That person is telling people what they should do.
1: Right, right, right. And
0: that can turn into the dynamic around the table.
1: Right. Of of you going, yeah, okay. And just ignoring them and just letting them say stuff. Yeah. And just not even bother listening to what he says or they say. And that happens too. I mean... Uh, I don't remember. I think st- uh, in our table, Steve likes telling people what to do only because he likes like a board game and like a true thinker, he likes the optimal play, right? He makes minimax. And it frustrates
0: character. it frustrates him
1: when somebody, to no
0: end when Kathy and I just look at him and do whatever we
1: want, <laughs> or any other player, right? I mean, I think most okay. Th- the situation in our home is like we have I have a son. They my friends have two sons. And the husband, and the four of them are mini maximizers. They love optimizing everything they do for the best thing, best whatever.
0: And they think about everything, think it through, right? Because, like, Augustine right. plays played chess. He still does. Yes, he and, still plays chess. And he's always thinking four moves ahead. Right. And he doesn't understand why I don't think four moves ahead when I'm just trying to figure out. What's going on, and what I want to do right now.
1: Right, and it, and it really bugged the four of them when I when I was playing the character that kept doing the wrong thing. Yeah, my 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 gnome, remember? And like, <laughs> the, the, and then and then, the, then when they figured out that if they said the word plan, not to do any not. Right, because it was the thing. It was a, one of the things in the, in the D and D fifth edition book of when you make a character, it character does like plans. Yeah. It breaks them all the time. I go, oh, "That's f- that's perfect for my gnome, right?" So uh, when when they were in the planning stages, I'm like, "Oh yeah, good. Oh, I like that plan." And then I wouldn't do it. And then and, and then them nuts. they they finally figured out they couldn't use the word plan. Right. They're, so they this start, is not a plan. Yes. They start trying <laughs> to use other words, and then my character goes, "Sounds like a plan to me." <laughs> <laughs> is that the plan and they were like no and it was funny because they would all like yell in said, no it's not a plan <laughs> and I'm like sounds like a plan to me and they would just put their head down they're like okay we can't trust that character Yeah, he's gonna do whatever he's gonna do and I think I think it was enjoyable I think I, I enjoyed the fact that I was what is it uh, a fly in their uh, ointment right, right. And, and at the same time I think it allowed them to to deal with stuff more spontaneous, uh, more on the fly, yeah, instead of this carefully thought out, you know, uh, tactical, whatever it was that we're even like, if we're just like, oh, we're gonna investigate this this well, war in, we'll even go when on the ground, and we're gonna tactically investigate it, and here comes the gnome going, yeah, let's just walk in and see what's there.
0: Well, and like when uh, Chris used to play with us. He was very cautious about everything, right? And it drove yes. him crazy that the boys were just Charging. go charge right in, right? He's they like, no, young. let's let's plan it out, and they're like already gone. <laughs> and, and
1: that was the plan because we're gonna
0: die. <laughs>
1: so it was, well, they were younger, right? Yes, they were like yeah. they were. You know, they were teenage, early teenagers, 10? ten to 10 14 10 to fourteen. So there was that element, and and yeah, that was that was a while ago, yeah. And, well, way before the pandemic. And and it was easy. I remember he used to go, wait, 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 let's think
0: about this. And they're off. <laughs> and because,
1: Yeah, I, don't, I forgot about that. The, you know, they they became Chris, right? they and, my, and me with my gnome character, I'm like, let's throw a little chaos into this. Of,
0: well, I don't think they quite totally became the Chris. I think they, they, will, they will consider what they're going to do, but they are going to go in and bash somebody's head. Yeah.
1: That's all there is to it. But at the same time, they also like, to try to maximize their yes. potential to do that kind of yes. stuff, right? Or maximize their successfulness. Yes. When sometimes, you know, I don't think as a role player or a, a role-playing game or a story, everything goes according to plan. And it doesn't. And it doesn't.
0: And they find that funny too. So.
1: Yeah, so I think when, when we were playing in those games and, and somebody was trying to direct us, Whatever, whoever it was, a lot of times we just ignored them. There was a lot of ignoring around. I mean, ignoring at the table, and or if we did follow, that was the worst part. When when they would listen to somebody who, who told them something, and then they ended up getting hurt or it yeah. didn't work, and that would make them angry. As kids, I think they, in, in that sense, they learn like you know, don't just because somebody's older doesn't mean that what they're telling you is is the best thing to do.
0: And not only that, they they learn that you know whether they're going to win or fail or succeed, they can choose what they want to do,
1: right? Right, and that's fun, and that's yeah. the funnest part of role playing games, right? That that's why people enjoy role playing games. It's not instead, but also it's different than playing a computer game, right? right? Because a computer game, no matter how well it's written, no matter how amazingly it's programmed like even supposedly Baldur's Gate 3 which I don't know but a lot of people I know absolutely love it and they're like they're amazed at how many different directions you can go you're still limited in what you the what direction you can go right. no matter what because that's the limit of of uh programming when you're playing a role-playing game that is gone. You can do literally anything you want, or try to do anything you want, and and have the consequences of trying to do those things. And I think that's what is so fun about role-playing games. And so when somebody's trying to direct you, you that's limiting that fun. And I think same thing that same thing like like that victory of pandemic I had, Sora had. It's kind of cheap, right? Like oh, I didn't feel like I had done anything in the last four turns. Literally, because I didn't, because I was just doing whatever the other guy told me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, we won, okay. <laughs> but I can understand to see that the I could see that that when you do that, the person who wants to, who's doing that is trying to be really successful, and I guess they equate that with having fun, but don't realize that he should probably they should be probably playing a solo game where they can run all the characters together, and by by themselves players what can you do if if you have this kind of person ask them why why do you want me to do that and a lot of times
0: a lot of times you can say oh that's a good option let me decide what i want to
1: do yeah, or yeah. i want to go oh, but ask you know, ask them why and then they can say their stuff and then turn to other people what do you think of that, that yeah and if you have if the game allows time for that right right Uh, the discussion ask other people hey does anybody have anybody agree with that opinion or or that idea and then there will be a discussion probably or if you're Saul, do exactly the opposite
0: of what they just said
1: well there's that that's a tactic that's kind of a mean tactic because it's kind of sly and you're hoping that the person will get like fed up with you and that stop telling you what to do what to do so it's kind of sly but it's better like if you confront the person say well why do you want me to do this and then and then if if after they explain it, you go ahead and ask somebody else, it's like telling them, "Well, I'll take it into consideration." What do you think? And then you ask another player, especially if you're new, that'll give you a better idea of all these different opinions. And the person who who's really the director doesn't want other people's opinions. He wants they want you to do what they want you to do, because that's the most that's the best thing possible
0: in their mind.
1: In their mind, right? And because it's a
0: it's a role playing game, so. I have found that people are never going to do what you think they are going to do. <laughs> as, a GM. as a player and a GM. <laughs> oh, as a player
1: and a GM. As a player, I can kind of guess how my. As a player, I can guess how my fellow players are going to go. Even as a GM, I can see that I'm like, okay, they're probably going to do this, but you're right. But you're they gonna, don't. They don't go. always do it. Never know. Uh, doing the opposite of what they do. There's always it's, putting on those big boy pants. That's the way that you should go. And I think that's. I say, you know what let me play my character it may not be the most optimal way of playing it may not be the, the best thing for the party let my player let me let my character make mistakes and I'll learn from those mistakes
0: and it's easier to do if you know the people right obviously because we, and we have that all the time in our, in our especially me and Kathy I usually I know what my character can do she learns what her character can do and then we do what we want no matter what they're telling us to do
1: Right. And I think that is why we play role-playing games is because we have that kind of freedom to do, to at least try to do anything we we can conceive.
0: And some of the, the funniest parts of role-playing are when you don't make your roles or you don't, what you want to do doesn't succeed, right? right? Yeah. And sometimes people can get really frustrated if they, like, I know one time Steve got was, was getting frustrated because every role was against him, like for and he was really trying to help everybody, right? But he couldn't because he kept not making the roll. And the frustration was like that? I don't I don't remember, but the frustration was like you could just see it was like it
1: was hurting him. Yes. And, I remember that. And he stopped rolling, right? He goes, yeah. I'm just not gonna stop rolling, I'm gonna do something else.
0: Yeah, he finally did because he couldn't he couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, I think, oh man, what game I think it was the D and I
0: don't remember, but so it doesn't really matter what you're doing sometimes that director person wants you to optimize everything right right but sometimes you, you might go ahead and do it and you may not make the role
1: yes yeah you're right i think when things like that happen and the person is frustrated because your character didn't do something it's like i don't know i it, it kind of it lessens the idea of the role-playing game. So that's why you should either ignore the person or tell them, you know what, let me play my character the way I want to play it. I understand I might make mistakes. Or especially like when you're trying to do something, it's different than a rule question, right? Yeah. If you have a rule question, I'll ask. If I have a question about the rules, let me ask instead of stepping in right away. That way, I, you know, let me think about things and let my brain work and so I can figure this out. And, then and I think I think if you uh, t- uh, uh, if you approach it that way, then I think you'll be a, a lot more successful. But also, sometimes some people really it's hard for them to take a hint, or it's hard for them to accept certain things. So you have to be real straightforward and say, "Just let me play my character the way I want to play him." That's it.
0: And the GM should be doing that.
1: Also. And the GM should definitely support you in that. Say, and 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 I'm sure if if that is happening, the. the the super serious conversation should happen after you try all these things to mitigate this uh, director type person.
0: Because you don't want someone standing up in the middle of a game saying, "Don't tell me what to do." <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, that might that might because then you know, the fun of that game yeah, is going to go. That game might just not be fun anymore. Yeah. So uh, there's people out there who do this directing thing. Just say, you know, just say, I, I, I'm learning. Let me let me thank you for the advice let me try let me think way. a little bit before you start handing me advice or yeah. giving me advice let me think about what i can do let me look up what i can do and if you see that happening in your game as a gm step in and say yes let this person talk think about their character let this person is i'm not a, there's no timer on my board saying take you know you got to do this in 15 seconds or else i'm going to skip your turn i mean i wouldn't do that but I've never seen that timer at the t- at the RPG table, so I think that's the best way to do it is is work on a person who's trying to direct you, and then if all your options are gone, just say straightforward. You know, okay, this is not going to be fun for anybody else. You telling what to do, you need to control it because it's not fun for my everybody else. And like I said, like I, when I when I, we won that pandemic game. I was questioning whether I had played the last four rounds of that game or not.
0: So there you go. Hopefully this helps if you have that person in your group. Right. This is Gaming Perspectives with... Saul. Angeline.
1: And you have a good day.